It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. It is free and available on every platform. On today's show, we're going to discuss the top 10 Yankee moments of 2021. And I don't know what they are. We're going to find them out together. It's going to be an interesting show because what else is there to talk about? The Yankees aren't doing anything. So yeah, join me for this one. Should be kind of funny. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankee fans. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm one of the hosts of Locked On Yankees. As you can see, I'm by myself. Abby and I will be recording Wednesday's show later, and hopefully we'll have something to talk about because the Yankees have been awfully quiet while the rest of baseball, especially the Mets, have been just buying people up, and the Yankees are just sitting there doing nothing. I know it's November 30th. I know there's still time, but there's a lockout looming, and... This doesn't feel comfortable. Not at all. Anyway, before I get into that, you can listen to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, all those good places. You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you for... What's the word I'm looking for? Thank you for making us pass the 600 subscriber mark. That's pretty cool. So I appreciate all of you. Abby appreciates all of you. We're very happy that you like what we're putting out and that you're deciding to subscribe to the show. Um, As I said, we will be recording Wednesday's show later on tonight. Right now, again, Tuesday, November 30th, Yankees aren't doing anything. At least I don't think they are because I have this horrible feeling that while I'm sitting here recording this, They'll do something. So I'm going to be checking Twitter periodically just to make sure that nothing is happening. I'm pretty sure nothing's going to happen. So as I said, top 10 moments of 2021, I decided that I was going to look at this YouTube video. I can't show it here because I'll get in trouble. Um, But I'm going to look at it on my phone, see what the moments are, and then discuss them and see if I agree with the people that put this video together. Uh, It was put up three weeks ago, so I'm going to look at it on silent because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, so top 10 New York Yankee moments of 2021. Hard to believe there were actually 10 of them. I'm just kidding. Okay. Number one is Joey Gallo's first home run as a Yankee against Seattle. And that was August 5th of 2021. And that was that home run that was hit so high in the air, it didn't look like it was going to be a home run. It looked like it was going to be caught at the wall, and then it became a Yankee Stadium home run. And, you know, it was a big moment for him because he finally hit a home run as a Yankee. And then, as we all know, he kind of had a rough time with the Yankees in 2021. And it was a bummer because... As I said, during the season and before he was 
acquired from Texas and after. His name was always attached to the Yankees. He was one of those guys that people assumed the Rangers would just give up <laughs> and send him to the Yankees, which they did. And by the way, now the Rangers are signing everyone. Would they take Gallo back? I wonder. I don't want Gallo to go. I like Joey Gallo. I think that having this second half of the season under his belt as a Yankee will help him and that he will do better in a full season as a Yankee. Just a gut feeling I have. Not indigestion. Um, I don't know. I feel like that could be possible. So yeah, that was actually exciting. And not only was that exciting for Gallo, just for him to get that monkey off his back, but it gave the Yankees the lead. They were losing 3-2 at that point, and he hit a three-run home run to give the Yankees the lead. So, but yeah, just, do you remember how high that went? Look that up, August 5th. And even he, you know, he was like looking at it. If you're not watching me on YouTube, I just looked up at the ceiling. So I apologize. I forgot. I keep forgetting that I do this audio and video. Uh, Oh, Gio Urshela to, oh, yes, that's right. One of the triple plays. Which one was this? Hold on. I just missed it. (laughs) Let's rewind that just slightly. How many triple plays did the Yankees have? Two, three? Considering how much everyone complains about the 2021 season, there were some good moments. At least 10 of them. I agree with this, though. The Gallo home run was good. Again, getting the monkey off his back, giving the Yankees the lead. They did win that game. So, okay, moment number nine, the triple play against the White Sox in May. I think that was the first triple play that they turned, yes? Yeah, Luke Voigt's even playing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, moment eight, the triple play against the Blue Jays in Buffalo in June. That was a weird triple play. That wasn't an around the horn triple play. That was the one where they made the play at first, threw to second, then threw to home, and then caught the guys at third. Uh, what's his name? Bo Bichette. Nice hair. He was out at third. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird play. But awesome. Number seven. The third triple play against Oakland on June 20th, you know, Aroldis Chapman (sighs) makes things scary in the ninth inning. And then the Yankees win the game 2-1. That was one of those, the Yankees had a lot of those sweaty games. That was another one of those sweaty games because it looked like, uh uh-oh. That was the Sunday game. It was Father's Day because they're wearing the light blue. Yeah, that was fun. If you want to look at this, by the way, this video, it's on Grunt Talks MLB. And number six, Corey Kluber's no-hitter. I mean, yes, that was a top moment, a shocking moment. Who would have thought that Corey Kluber would pitch a no-hitter for the Yankees? And now Corey Kluber is a Tampa Bay Ray. If you're not watching on YouTube, I am making a face because this could easily be a really bad thing for the Yankees but it could also be a Corey Kluber thing where he gets injured after three starts and then the Yankees won't have to worry about him I don't know I just (laughs) I was slightly worried when that happened just because it always feels like when players leave the Yankees and go to a division rival especially the Rays or someone like that It just feels as if it's going to be bad for the Yankees. It might not be. 
It might not be anything. Again, he might get hurt within the first month or two of the season like he did last year, and then you don't have to worry about it. But if I were a betting person, I would bet that there's going to be at least one start in which Corey Kluber annoys us as Yankee fans and the Yankees go up to the plate and look silly against him. Speaking of betting, Bet Online has you covered all season. There's more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile, mobile website, easier said than done, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remote and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required and the content varies by package. Thanks once again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. So... Let me explain. I'm in my kitchen, in case you couldn't tell, because there's... Oh, wait. See, I never do this right. Microwave, stove, coffee maker, fridge. We're having heat problems in this house, and I went to go upstairs to the room that I normally record in, and it was like an igloo, and it was making my nose run, which isn't a good thing audio or visually, so no. So there you go. Now... Let's get back to the video. So we left off with Corey Kluber's no-hitter. That was a really great moment. Who? No one expected that. No one. As bad as the Rangers were, and with as many times as they were no-hit in 2021, of all people to throw a no-hitter for the Yankees, you could have won a lot of money if you bet on Corey Kluber being the one to throw the no-hitter for the Yankees. Then again, it's not always good players no offense. It's not always the guys you expect to throw no-hitters who throw them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Phil Humber threw that perfect game in 2012, the day that the Yankees came back on the Red Sox, April 21st, 2012? Was that what it was? That Saturday game in Fenway where the Yankees were down 9 nothing and then they won 15-9. Yeah. Why is that in my brain? I don't know. Felix Hernandez, you kind of expected him to throw a perfect game. Uh, Randy Johnson didn't do his, was it a no-hitter or a perfect game, until he was older. That was, oh, four? He was with the Braves when that happened, right? Yeah, that was a long, that was an odd thing. Um, 
David Wells? Who the hell would have expected him to pitch a perfect game for the Yankees? No one. And especially if they knew how drunk he was the night before and that same morning, truth be told. David Cohn? I mean, I don't know. Did people expect that? No. It was awesome when it happened. On 88 pitches. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, so Corey Kluber, we leave off with that. That was the number six moment for the 21, well, 21 Yankees. Yeah, that was amazing. And then he got hurt the next start. Oh, okay. Number five was the ninth inning of uh, the Yankees half of the ninth inning of the Field of Dreams game, which was awesome. And then, of course, it got ruined in the bottom of the ninth. Thank you, Zach Britton. But um, MLB got their money's worth with that game. They really did. And that kind of, that inning was pretty much the 2021 season in a nutshell. You know, you think the Yankees are going to win and then poof. No, that's basically how it was. So, yeah, I mean, it was pretty exciting. And seeing all those home runs flying into corn was pretty cool, too. Um, yeah. And, you know, Judge and Stanton being able to play in as many games as they played in. Stanton in 138, Judge in 148, and Judge really was only 148 because of the COVID thing. If he hadn't caught COVID, he could have played in a lot more games, well over 150. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was amazing. I mean, I enjoyed the Field of Dreams game. I was kind of eh about it. Like some people were. I'm not as gaga over that movie as some people are. It was fine. It made me cry. I mean, you know, it made most people cry who watched it, especially that end scene. But I don't think I've seen Field of Dreams in its entirety since 1994. (laughs) So, you know, there are other baseball movies I will go to a lot more often than the Field of Dreams, uh, than Field of Dreams. Bull Durham, yes. Major League, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Number four, Jonathan Loisega against the Red Sox in that game when the bases were loaded in the top of the ninth. The Yankees were clinging to a 5-3 lead. And he got everyone out. That was number four. Number three, Stanton's weekend against the Red Sox in Fenway. I would have put that at number one. Honestly, because that was just... And I hate to say this, but I felt it at the time. It felt like that was going to be the apex, the zenith, the highest moment for the Yankees. And then everything else is going to be downhill after that. And what happened? (laughs) Well, no, I shouldn't say that because they did okay against the Blue Jays. It was the Rays they had trouble with and then the wild card game. But, you know, I'll blame Garrett Cole's hamstring for the wild card game and Phil Nevin. Yeah. But that weekend in Fenway, Stanton hitting those home runs. Just. Wow. Especially the Saturday game. That was the game when he hit the Grand Slam. He had a home run earlier in the game, and then he hit the Grand Slam. Yeah. Oh, no, he hit the Grand Slam. Sorry, wait, hold on. 
Is that the Grand Slam? I'm trying to remember. Right. Friday, he had a regular home run, right? Then he had a Grand Slam, and then he had the home run on ESPN. That's right. That's how that happened. Okay. The Grand Slam was Saturday. And just to see how excited the Yankees were in the dugout, including Corey Kluber, seeing Corey Kluber smile was like a miracle of 2021. And uh, you saw it a few times, obviously after the no-hitter, but Stanton's home runs made Corey Kluber very happy. Yeah. <laughs> the one on ESPN, the one that gave the Yankees the, um, yeah. <laughs> That was the one that Corey Kluber pointed at Stanton, if you recall correctly. Yeah, that was, that was, I feel like Stanton's weekend in Fenway should be number one. I don't know. You can agree with me, you can disagree with me, but yeah, I feel like that should be number one. That was definitely the highlight of the year, unfortunately. Boo. All right, number two. Oh. Speaking of Tampa Bay, I mentioned that series. The play that Geo made in that crazy game that the Yankees barely won, won nothing. Oh, which means Aaron Judge is probably number one, right? Because he, that's how the Yankees got into the playoffs. Um, Geo nearly killing himself and falling into the dugout. That's number two. We're going to leave that for a second as I pause. Okay, we're back. <laughs> didn't really go anywhere. Anyway, um, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, I didn't go anywhere. If you're listening, I went somewhere. I'm assuming Judge's hit will be number one. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm assuming. God, Geo. I think the funniest thing about the Geo Urshela play is Angel Hernandez, who was the home plate ump that day running out of nowhere and also flipping over the fence to call the out. What is he doing? Geo, man. G I mean, I don't understand how Geo Urshela, one, made it out of there alive. Two, was able to walk out of there. And three, was able to actually play. I mean, I know they took him out, but that looked so bad live. And then when they kept showing the replay and you see his body flying into the bench... Yep, Aaron Judge's hit is number one. Of course. I should have known that. That dinky hit. Hey, a hit is a hit is a hit is a hit is a hit, and that's all they needed. There you go. Tyler Wade scores. Happy trails, Tyler Wade. Good luck in uh, Anaheim. Yeah, so Aaron Judge getting them into the playoffs, finally. And then they lose the wild card game. So let me check Twitter while I'm here. Um, you like my, if you're watching on YouTube, you like my bright, scary cover. I figure winter is coming. It's flurrying right now here in New York. It's not really sticking or anything like that. Um, it's freezing. It was 30 degrees last night. And I figured why not use a bright phone cover? I had gotten this when I first got the phone. Um, I got this phone in April and I just figured, you know what, for winter, and yes, I have, because I'm like a 12-year-old. Anyway, let's see. I'm going to check Twitter. I don't think the Yankees are doing anything right now. Um, I'm slightly frightened because, you know, sometimes this does happen where I'll check Twitter and, oh, someone just 
signed with this team and someone just signed with this team. And, oh, there's rumors that the Yankees have checked in on Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Falefa? Is that how you say his name from the Rangers? He's a great shortstop, but can't hit. And um, I know the Yankees want to be better defensively. But if you're gonna get a shortstop that's better defensively, you should also get the shortstop that's good offensively, like Carlos Correa. Because Corey Seager's off the table, Javi Baez is off the table, Trevor Story and Carlos Correa are left. Are left. If Brian Cashman came out and said, this is the year of the shortstop. They know they need a shortstop. I'm, I was given more freedom to spend. And then they don't do anything. You're going to have a lot of angry Yankee fans. I already know people who were threatening to not watch the Yankees in 2022. Now, we're not at the point yet where we need to do that because there's still time for the Yankees to do things. But I can understand people's frustrations right now. I can. I'm frustrated. I want them to do something. Oh, right. They signed, what's his name, Peraza to a minor league contract. There's your shortstop, everyone. The Yankees got their shortstop. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why would you come out and say stuff like that and then not do anything? All these other teams are backing up the Brinks trucks. Look at the Mets, what they've done this weekend. And what's funny about that is Steve Cohen was complaining about Steven Matz and his agent for lying to him, making him think he was going to sign with the Mets and then he signed with the Cardinals, I think four years. Then the Mets go out and get Max Scherzer. Yankee fans would kill for an owner to be like that. Yes, Steve Cohen is excitable and he kind of flies off the handle and he tweets too much and maybe he has too much money for his own good. But that's what you should do when you're an owner in baseball. Forget the luxury tax. Forget all that BS. Just spend. Make your team better. I looked at something earlier. The Guardians. Their payroll is $43 million? 43.2 million? Or is it less than that? And Max Scherzer is going to be making $43 million a year, thanks to Steve Cohen. What is happening? <laughs> what is going on? I don't understand. Oh my God. That is so much money. Max Scherzer deserves it. Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer. You go out and you hand whatever Max Scherzer wants to Max Scherzer. And that's what the Mets did. Good for the Mets. Good for Steve Cohen. Good for the Mets fans. They're all excited about this. Understandably, you have Max Scherzer. Now, it's 37-year-old Max Scherzer, who kind of had a dead arm at the end of the playoffs. So that's slightly frightening and could possibly be a bad thing, but it's still Max Scherzer. You have Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom in the same rotation. Unbelievable. Have they shored up the offense? 
They got a few guys. They got Marcana. Marcana Unana. Had to do it. Sorry. Um, I'm kind of bummed he's not on the Yankees because I'd be doing that all the time. Remember my Encarnacion sound that I used to play when I was just an audio podcast? Yeah. I would just be singing Marcana's name as a jingle the entire time. So uh, when the Yankees play the Mets... If he does something, I'm doing it. I'm not even apologizing for it. I'm just warning you all that that's what's going to happen. So, Yankees haven't done anything major yet. Um, Although, something happened today. They did clear a spot on the roster by getting rid of Chris Gittens, first baseman. Now, some people are hoping that means that they're going after Matt Olson, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Again, my problem is, as I said at the beginning of the segment, my problem is that Brian Cashman said all this stuff and now nothing's happening. And I feel like if the Yankees don't get at least Trevor Story, I would prefer Correa, but at this point I would take anyone (laughs) because it's something. But if they don't get either of them and settle for an Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, then Brian Cashman is a lying liar who lies and you should never trust him again. I'm sorry. That's not nice to do. Don't say you're going to spend money. Don't say it's the year of the shortstop and make Yankee fans believe that you're going to do the same sort of thing you did when you signed Garrett Cole and then not do it. That's not nice. It's not. You know this fan base is crazy. What is the matter with you? <laughs> you can't do that to Yankee fans. They're they're nuts even when they've won World Series. It's been 12 years since they've been in one and won one. Those words are just too, they're, they're the same word. You can't do that. You can't, Brian Cashman. You have to do something. You have to make at least one splash. You know, there are rumors that maybe Correa will go back to the Astros. Um, I'm trying to recall the team that I saw attached to Story this morning. Was it the Phillies? It was someone, not the Yankees. Jim Bowden believes that the Yankees are going to sign either Correa or Story. Bob Clappish thinks they're not. Buster Olney thinks they're not. I mean, it's really, you can't really tell what's going to happen. And, you know, the Yankees don't have to sign someone before the lockout happens. But with the way everyone else is signing people, I don't know. I feel like they need to do something. And I'm not going to feel comfortable (laughs) until they do. We'll see. As I said, Abby and I will be recording tomorrow's show tonight. I am hoping by that point that something has happened. I just hope it's not another team signing Carlos Correa because poor Abby will have to deal with a lot if that happens with me reacting to it. I'm warning you all right now. I am not going to be a happy camper if that happens. So just letting you know. Anyway, 
That's it for today's episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show and listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Bets. Now you can make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast, spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday, and Abby and I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.